Welcome to Home Mother. This is KPFT Houston, 90.1 FM HD1. I'm your host, Pat Jones. Home Mother is a voice in our community which educates and informs us. There are many decisions to be made out there as a parent, mother, father, grandparent, and uncle. Home Mother believes that we need to always make our choices out of rational thinking. Choices that are made through education and research, not out of fear, especially fear that is imposed by those who stand to gain by our choices. It is hoped that the education you receive on this show will contribute to changing the way we birth and the way we parent. All humans are born good. I've seen more than 3,000 babies come into the world, and I can tell you there are no bad babies. There are no bad humans. All babies are born exactly the same in their goodness, their innocence, their curiosity, their brilliance, their ability to love and to trust. They're all born the same in their delight in the world. It doesn't matter what country they're born in, what skin color they have, what language they're learning to speak, or how much money is in their family. We are all born with the same goodness. We all come into the world with the same potential. If that's true, then where do we learn those qualities? Judgment, shame, jealousy, if we're not born with them. Whole Mother is here to look at our parenting, which begins in the very first moment, probably at conception. So if we want to live in a peaceful world, don't we need to begin life in a peaceful world? If we want to teach our children love, harmony, respect, peace, don't we need to give that first? Remember that KPFT is listener-sponsored and that you are the listeners. I'm seeing that KPFT cannot continue to air this program while others are fundraising to keep us on the air. We need to do our part. So we need $1,400 every quarter in order to pay for our show, Whole Mother Show. I'm asking if you would help to keep the show on the air by contributing anything you can, especially on a regular basis, so we can bring you education, information that's for you, the truths about parenting. Parenting today is the hardest and it's the most important job there is, especially in these stressful times. I'm doing the very best I can to bring you the best information to help you with your parenting. So go to kpft.org or call 713-526-5738. Donate, pitch, uh, sorry, donate, tip, pledge, contribute anything you can. I'm very excited about our guest this evening. Uh, Dr. Valerie Akinwanda is the founder of Women's DPT. She's a telehealth and mobile concierge floor, pelvic floor practice. And I'm, we'll ask her a little more about that so we, we have that clear. She earned her doctorate in physical therapy a Master of Science in Biology and Biochemistry, and a Bachelor's in Biology. 
Dr. Akinwanda also taught for several years as a college professor and as a certified clinical instructor. She continues to teach as well as lead women's health educator for the Pelope YouTube channel and in group class settings around the Houston area. She began working in pelvic floor rehabilitation after having her first child over eight years ago. Dr. Akinwanda earned certificates of achievement in both pelvic health and obstetrics from the American Physical Therapy Association, APTA, and is a postpartum corrective exercise specialist, PCES. She is a wife and mother of three school-age children, all born via unmedicated natural vaginal birth. So she's personally familiar with the challenges that women face during pregnancy and postpartum. For example, she healed her own diastasis recti, which is a separation of the abdominal muscles after giving birth. <clears throat> Dr. Akinwanda is passionate about educating and empowering women to thrive through pregnancy, postpartum, and every life transition especially in their most intimate areas. Welcome to Home Mother, Dr. Akinwanda. Can we call you Valerie? Yes, you can call me Valerie. Thanks for having me, Pat. Thank I'm so you. happy to be here. We are so happy and privileged to have you here and to share uh, your journey and share what you do and what you know with Houston. So first of all, uh, let's tell our audience, how did you get into this work? What led you here? Uh, I love telling this story because I get this question a lot. And the truth is, I really never had any ideas about specializing in women's health when I graduated from PT school. But when I got pregnant with my oldest, which it's at this point, it's almost nine years ago, I realized that being pregnant made me really vulnerable. And at the most vulnerable time in my life, Nobody really wanted to touch pregnant people. And I really didn't understand why. Um, and so it just sent me investigating. And um, a lot of the common problems that pregnant women face, they don't really, we didn't really learn this in PT school. We got a general overview, but we didn't learn this stuff in depth. So in my process of trying to investigate and understand, I went to a national conference for physical therapy. And I ended up in a lecture on women's health in the pelvic floor. And it was like a light bulb went off. And you could say that the rest is history because I spent the next two years going through intensive training and getting certificates. And just that process is what led me to where we are now. Wow. So um, what kind of help do you give women? What kind of work would you do? Um, what would you do for a woman? So I guess it, it really depends on what, where that woman is in her life. So whether she is, you know, I could start from the woman, the minute that a teenager starts to go through menstruation, if she has like heavy periods or doesn't know how to wear certain um, products for the period, I could work with her and help her understand that. Wow. Yeah. That's She's a really good. Right. That's a that's a topic that really isn't even addressed in schools. That's I mean, right. they, they introduce them to their periods, but they don't really teach them yes. what products are best for them based on whatever their body type is and whatever symptoms they might be having. Wow. 
So from menstruation to maybe she's a, a, a young married woman who is trying to enjoy intimacy with her husband and having problems or pain, I can work with that person and teach her how to stretch the muscles of the pelvic floor so that intimacy with her husband is an enjoyable and not a painful experience to a young mom who has little children and who might be dealing with postpartum pains or um, an irritating bladder or problems with her bowels, teaching her how those things can be overcome to end of life care or like someone who is retired and going through menopause, teaching um, a woman in that stage, how the vaginal tissues can change and different things that they can do to support the muscles of the pelvic floor as they change towards um, retirement. Very, very valuable work. Something we don't talk about. Right. And is not very well known. Right. Uh, This is really important. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how is the model of care you provide different from sort of traditional physical therapy in a clinic setting? You've, You've kind of said a little bit, but tell us a little more. That's a great question. So in a traditional setting, um, as it stands right now here in America, you typically will need a referral to get care. In the state of Texas, you don't need a referral to have an initial physical therapy evaluation, but a lot of insurance companies will not cover you unless you get that referral for a traditional setting. So in a traditional setting, especially if it's a hospital-based practice, they're not going to allow you to come in without a referral. Um, The other thing is, is you're probably going to wait a lot longer Um, in the pelvic floor world to get an appointment. The average wait time is about two or three months to get your initial appointment. Um, You usually are going to be seen for less time. Usually when when I worked in that traditional setting, the maximum amount of time I would get with a patient would be between 45 minutes and an hour. And it was it was always kind of rushed because usually I would get the patient's background information five to 15 minutes before the appointment. So I would have just those five minutes to review that information and then go into the session and basically just do what I could and then know that the rest is going to be followed up the next time. Now, the difference for me is with the care that I'm providing now, you don't need a referral to see me for an initial appointment at all. And there's no you know, doctor that's going to stop that. That's, that's just the way it is in the state of Texas. And that's how I'm operating. Wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) And all of my care is personalized to the person in front of me. So I have a full understanding of the fact that everybody is uniquely made. No two pelvic floors look exactly the same. So no two people, even if they have similar symptoms, have the same reason for those symptoms. And so I use my energy and time to fully investigate and research what's happening to the patient in front of me. And so that care is personalized in that way. And each appointment that I have is a minimum of an hour, because I think it takes a lot of time not to just uncover the work that physically needs to be done, but also also emotionally and spiritually. Sometimes women are carrying things emotionally that are impacting our pelvic floors. And so I get to take that time to really understand what is causing the problem and how are we going to overcome it? So usually for me, um, patients are seen for much less visits. um, And then when they ready are ready to be seen, I can usually see them within a week or two. So it's a lot different. And at the end of the day, my goal is to empower my patients to take control of their health so that after four or five visits, you're well on your way. And then you can call me again if 
issues that are different come up or even sometimes some of the same things, but the goal is to empower the patient to really take full control of their health. My heart is touched. <laughs> and I want to tell you that I'm close to tears, but I don't want to, I don't want to admit that for yeah. some reason here, but yeah. this is, um, oh my goodness, this is, uh, this is really wonderful what yeah. you're doing here. The, the changes that you're, you're making mm-hmm. for women, families, yeah. uh, for parenting. Um, well, uh, describe a a day in your life. We've heard a little bit here and it's very impressive. Describe a day in your life. What, what kind of patients, what kind of conditions do you treat Mm -hmm. and how often do you see people? Yeah. I love this question. Um, believe it or not, because I'm a wife and a mother. My day actually starts as a mom. So (laughs) my alarm goes off at six o'clock in the morning. And the first thing I do with my day is pack my kids lunches for school and make breakfast. And so sometime in the midst of me making breakfast and lunch for my kids, they come down and they're dressed for school and they have breakfast. And after we have breakfast together, (laughs) their dad takes them to school. And once dad takes them to school, that becomes my time in the morning to do my research for my patients. And so I spend about an hour every morning thinking about the patients that I'm going to see that day. And um, after that research and investigation, then I'll pack my car up with all of my supplies and equipment and head to my first patient of the day. And so I will typically treat patients who are either pregnant or postpartum. That's about, I would say about 70% of my caseload Mm -hmm. and are having issues with everything from bladder, bowel, sexual function, or any kind of pain or anything that's limiting or impacting their uh, mobility. I love to work with active women. So women who are inclined towards sports, um, but I also just generally love the proactive client. And this is when I say proactive client, I'm referring to women who usually come to me after having been disappointed by their experience with traditional medicine. So maybe they've gone to a physical therapy clinic and they haven't gotten the results that they wanted, or they have been told or ignored about whatever it is they're facing. Uh, I'm telling my doctor that this is what I'm having and nobody believes me or no one is listening to me. And so they come to your story. Mm -hmm. So they come to me because they know that I'm going to listen and they are looking for high quality care. And they're just attempting to understand their health in a way that is not typically supported by traditional insurance. And so I usually will see patients about once a week because what I'm teaching patients in general is a, is a new way of thinking about how you move, how you breathe and how you live. And so it takes a lot to really take it in. So I usually see patients once a week and usually uh, typically patients are under my care for four or five visits before they're on their way. And like I said, if you get a new pregnancy, patients will typically come back to me, that kind of thing. But that's what a day in the life for me is like. So uh, people would normally see you for four or five weeks. 
Yes. Um, well, and some, that's a great question. Sometimes I'll start off seeing them once a week for the first two or three visits. And then after they've gotten, you know, lots of improvements, I may space out the visits to be once a month or once every two weeks. It really just kind of, like I said, it depends on the person that's in front of me. If it's someone who needs more hands-on care and motivation, I'm going to see them closer together. But if it's someone who is able to take on a lot of, you know, just, self-motivation can get up and do whatever I'm asking them to do, then they may have more time between their appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, also in our studio, uh, we have one of your uh, patients, uh, Kayla Saunders. Uh, she is married to her college sweetheart and she's a mother to four. Uh, she is a welcoming another uh, baby in the summer. Congratulations. Um Her days are spent homeschooling, yay, entertaining toddlers and exploring the outdoors. And she recently moved from Houston to the hill country of Medina, Texas, Mm -hmm. uh, to run a kid's Christian camp called Deer Creek Camp with her husband and four of his siblings and their families. Um, So welcome to Home Mother, uh, Kayla. Uh, Tell us... um, Tell us your experience uh, with Dr. Akinwanda. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I feel very honored and blessed to be able to share my story with Valerie. Um, I don't consider her my doctor. <laughs> I consider her um, a friend and someone that I am so thankful I met. Um, Wouldn't it be wonderful if it was always like that with every yes. healthcare provider? I, I know it's not not feasible, but it would be so wonderful if it was always like that. I'm sorry. And to when I find you. them, I cherish them. And so yes. I am four and a half hours away from Valerie, but we still have a business back in Houston. And so anytime my husband goes back, if I can make it work, I try to go see Valerie and get a checkup and just make sure I'm still on the right track. Um, so how I met Valerie I had, um, I'm trying to think it was after my third baby. Um, so I had, my first was a miscarriage. Um, I had a positive pregnancy and had an early miscarriage and then we had two boys and then we had another miscarriage, um, that happened at about 10 and a half weeks. Um, and then I got pregnant again with our first little girl. And after her, I had never really experienced or noticed any kind of issues after babies until my third full-term pregnancy. Um, I was a collegiate athlete. I ran track. I've always been active my whole life and just kind of popped back to doing my normal routine after my boys, not realizing that probably affected me in some way um, because I wasn't doing the right exercises for my body um, now that I had had children. So after my third, um, I remember being at church probably like six months postpartum. And I was already working with a doctor, um, just a regular gastrologist um, who was taking me through some care. I had had acid reflux. Um, I had something called HP pylori. So there were some issues going on internally, um, but I remember taking my kids to childcare at church and a lady complimenting me on being pregnant. And 
I went to the bathroom with a friend and was in tears and was like, do I look pregnant? And I went home and spoke with my husband. I was like, I've got to do something else. Like, this isn't right. Like something's going on. And so Valerie also was at our church. um, And I had no idea she was a pelvic floor specialist, but her husband would walk in sometimes without her on Sundays and her kids would be all dressed so nice. I'm like, where is your wife? (laughs) She comes and goes and he's like, oh, she's a pelvic floor specialist and um, works on Sunday. And so that intrigued my interest. And through my issues that I was going through, I did a lot of research and found out, you mentioned this earlier, diastasis recti. I had no idea what that term was until after baby three. Um, And I would have loved to have known all of this before we started having children um, because I feel like there's so much work to be done postpartum now, but I'm thankful for what I do know. So through my research, I had learned about this stuff and learned if you can get with a pelvic floor specialist, they can help you. And so I was, it's kind of like what Valerie said. I think I'm her prime candidate for who she likes <laughs> after listening to all this. Cause I went through the red, the, the medical stuff. I went through a year with this doctor and just was still feeling like I look bloated and pregnant. Um, what's going on. And so I mentioned it to her and, um, I was also nervous about the referral thing. And we got through all of that being thankful. We live in Texas. We didn't have to jump over many hurdles. Um, And so I went to her and basically said, look at my stomach. And does this have any reflection of diastasis recti? And can you help me? And so she had me do a couple exercises and was like, that is classic diastasis recti. And so our journey started there, I guess, in 2018, 2019. Um, And I have been an advocate for her ever since (laughs) because I see the importance and I just see uh, just all the knowledge that I have gained. Mm -hmm. And I have five sister-in-laws, six sister-in-laws, and I feel like I tell them everything I learned and several of them have now gone to Valerie. Um, and it's just something that my eyes have been open to that. I never even knew was out there. I didn't even know this was a thing. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else you might share about the treatment that she gave you? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So I originally started because of the diastasis recti. And so most of my, um, early treatment was to try to heal that. So, um, she gave me lots of exercises to heal the gap between my abdominals. Um, and my first appointment, I was nervous because you don't know what to expect. Um, It's like you've had babies, so you're kind of vulnerable being in this position. Um, But to be with a believer and to be with someone who is so genuine and has very passionate bedside manner and um, makes you feel very comfortable from the moment you walk in, I was not nervous at all being in this um, position or situation. And I just remember when Valerie started my initial exam, we couldn't find my muscles. 
And so we had to use some tools to help me understand what muscles we were actually working. And so I saw her pretty regularly um, until I could activate these muscles and figure out how to do this. Um, but that was another reason I was so grateful. Um, and so what we had learned a lot was being a collegiate athlete. I was just, and as moms, we just go, go, go. And so much of it for me is just laying down and being still and working on my breath and breathing correctly. And Valerie really having me slow down. So a lot of my exercises were just breath work, because if I could do that, then my internal muscles did everything they were supposed to do. And so, for example, it's really simple, but even walking up the steps now, knowing when I walk up the step, I need to breathe out. (laughs) I do that. And sometimes I'm holding my baby and now he'll kind of breathe out with me. (laughs) It's funny, but it's like, I'm holding more weight. And so just understanding your body and understanding that we have internal muscles in there that we also have to take control of and kind of babysit and make sure they're working and functioning properly. Um, so that we can have a a life that we want to have. And, um, you know, that I can do things I'm doing now when I'm 60 and when I'm 70 and hopefully if I have grandchildren, I can move around with them without having to worry about these issues. Yeah. Uh, Valerie, is there anything that you'd like, um, uh, uh, Kayla to say about, uh, her treatment with you? I think she said it all. Um, (laughs) she was, she was pretty spot on. And one of the things she mentioned, especially was just about pressure management, like what she's saying is she's holding a baby and she's going up the stairs. The way I like to explain it to to patients, just to give you an example of what this is like, is that we have exit holes in the body. And so our exit holes are our nose, our mouth, and then the holes in our pelvic floor. So if we are, if when stress or pressure comes to our system in the form of weight that we carry, whether it be a baby or a bag of groceries or a suitcase and our nose is not active and our mouth is clamped down or closed, that pressure goes down into the pelvic floor. Wow. So teaching patients how to manage pressure so that we're, our, our pelvic floor is protecting us rather than working against us. Wow. That's very interesting. Thank you. Kayla, anything else that you'd like to share? Um. I mean, my big, I, like I said, I'm a huge advocate for Valerie and for pelvic floor. Um, I think one thing I would caution people on that I've just seen since I've got into this is there's a lot of people, especially on YouTube and Pinterest. I know a lot of girls, we get on Pinterest and it's like, how can I get my tummy tight? How can I get my six pack back? How can I get my abs again after the baby? You know, we want this 18 year old body in a 30 year old body. And it's like, It's not going to be the same again. Like we can work hard and we can, we can do things to help our bodies, but we are aging Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we have to be realistic with our expectations. Um, But there are things that you can do. And my caution would be to do research on the people you are following and make sure they do have their credentials and they do have the certifications and they're professional because Mm -hmm. There are so many people out there telling you that you can do this, but 
what I've learned with Valerie is it's just been really eye-opening. The exercises, they're so simple, but they do so much. And if you really apply yourself daily and are intentional with the work, you will see phenomenal results. Um, but it takes time and it takes discipline. It's not an overnight fix. And sometimes you may have to wear belly tape that doesn't really look all that exciting when you're with your spouse and you've got, you know, X's going across your belly. But if this is important to you and something you want to work towards um, improving, then I think you should take the necessary steps to make sure you're doing it right the first time. Um, Cause there are a lot of people out there that maybe have healed it correctly, but I would just caution people to make sure and do your research before you get on a program or pay money to get on a plan. She makes an excellent point about checking credentials. Cause when you look online and you see people advertising postpartum recovery exercise programs, many of them are not credentialed at all, or just personal trainers who I don't know where they've earned their um, training or certification from, but that was a big motivation behind starting the YouTube channel Pelope is to put a face and a name that is a professional, that is someone who can show you exactly how exercise should be performed because I've seen it far too much and it starts to become agitating after a while that people are teaching other people, millions of people often exercise and using poor form, you know, and so if you're copying or following along with these programs, you have a much higher chance of injuring yourself. So it's really important to follow people who know exactly what they're talking about versus just someone who's come on because they like and have fun with exercise, but they have no idea what they're telling you. Good advice. <clears throat> you mentioned the uh, YouTube Pelope. Tell mm-hmm. us some more about that. So that is an idea that just has come to me over the years. Like I said, watching people on, on the internet and, and you see in that space, there aren't many people who have, Uh, who are doctors of physical therapy like me, who have the time, because most of the time we're inundated with patient care and all of the things that consume our everyday life. But I've just told myself over over the years, it's, it's time to build that into the time because it's worth it to educate the community at large. And like Kayla said, there's so many women who have absolutely no idea at all. And I think I learned this uh, when I used to work in traditional care, 90% of the patients who would come to me referred by their physicians would say, I mean, I'm here because my doctor told me I'm supposed to be here, but what is this and who are you and what am I doing? And so I spent a good chunk of my time just telling people who I was. And so I think it's, it's way past time. And this is a great time for me to just continue to put information out there that helps women understand that there's someone who can help you with most of the common issues that women face going into motherhood and through life in general as a woman. And um, so I, we are releasing free content every Wednesday around nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's just going to be, this is my way of giving back to the community is just educating the community at large. This is who you are. (laughs) So tell the audience again a little more about um, how they could find this. Where do they go? And what's an example of something they would learn? 
That's great. So you can find this channel by going to YouTube and typing in the word Pelope. That's P-E-L-A-P-Y. And basically it's a play on words for pelvic floor therapy. Um, and you can, let's say you can search that on YouTube or go to youtube.com slash at Pelope. And what you would find on there is anything from exercise videos for pregnancy, postpartum to general education. Um, for example, the last week I released a video on how to recover from an, from a C-section. So if you mm-hmm. happen to find yourself nice. in, in a situation where you have to get a C-section, knowing what to do, because now if you go into the hospital and recover, they're not giving you the same things they gave 20 years ago. Right. So you have to know what to buy and go ahead and get this stuff for yourself. And the other thing I'm doing is um, every once in a while, I'll, I'll do a, what's called a Women's Wednesdays, where I'm answering questions that come in through the YouTube channel. Um, and so just having answering women's most common questions about the pelvic floor on a various subject of topics. And so there's an opportunity if you go to the channel to click a link and submit your questions and then find them answered on a future video. Wow, that's great. Uh, So tell the audience again how they find this. So you can find it by going to www.youtube.com slash at Pelope, or you can go to www.womansdpt.com and there's a link to click the channel from that website Mm -hmm. as well. And that's your uh, website. Uh Correct. Tell tell the audience again. Yep. www.womansdpt.com. And you'll find the link to the Pelope channel there, or you can go to www.youtube.com slash at Pelope. That's P-E-L-A-P-Y. Very good. Uh, so uh, let's tell the audience a little more about um, who should see a pelvic floor therapist uh, and why would women see pelvic floor therapist postpartum? I love that question. So I, as a pelvic floor therapist who, who has done this work for several years at this point, I'm, I'm carrying the belief that every woman and really, honestly, every person should mm-hmm see a pelvic floor therapist, because I'm a firm believer that everybody who has a pelvis needs a coach. Mm-hmm. Who else is going to coach your pelvis other than a pelvic floor therapist? Right. And the only people that understand and we're qualified um, because we understand whether you're somebody who's young and going through puberty, like I said earlier, early, uh, young and married, um, a mom of littles or a mother going through early retirement and menopause, we can coach you through every transition uh, in your most intimate areas. And there's no, really no other professional that can, can do that for you. Mm-hmm. Very then, valuable, very needed. Yes. And then I think you said, why would a woman see a pelvic floor therapist postpartum? I'll tell you the, the number one reason I tell people that you need to see someone postpartum is that I think it's this research has shown us that 50% of women who have prolapse in postpartum have absolutely no symptoms. Uh-huh. So if you've had a baby come through the birthing canal, meaning this is the baby's head has punched through your pelvic floor muscles. The muscles are inflamed. The muscles are weak. They don't just snap back and go to the way that they were functioning before. So a pelvic floor therapist can assess where your muscles stand, like how are they functioning and help you understand how to get them back to fully functioning. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of advice out there, whether it's from other medical professionals 
or just in general, I think in this in this American culture, we have this mindset about snapping back, meaning a woman is expected to give a vaginal birth and then in six weeks get back to life. Right. And in reality, uh, from a pelvic floor muscle perspective, we understand that it just it just doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. And it typically takes 12 or 13 weeks with skilled rehabilitation of the pelvic floor muscles for them to return to their normal function. But without that, it takes much longer. Wouldn't it be wonderful if that was just the standard of care that every woman who gave birth had 12 to 13 weeks of care? It would be amazing. Yes. And you know what? This is why I say in America, it, it, it's disappointing because as a pelvic floor therapist, we've seen it in other countries across the globe. Uh, women go into a birthing hospital or a midwifery care center and they have a child. And the first person that they see before they go home is a pelvic floor therapist. Wow. So in parts of Europe, that's what happens. The pelvic floor therapist comes in a day within 24 hours of delivery and follows a patient for the first six weeks. And then if there are issues that are still rising up, they know if this is happening to me or this is happening to me, these things are not normal. And so you have a number that you can call to continue that follow-up and it's all included with their postpartum care. Wow. Uh, we have so far to go. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, don't get me started. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we do. So um, let's talk about prolapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard that word. Tell yes. the audience a little bit about what does that mean and how can pelvic floor therapy help? Very good question. So when I explain what prolapse is to patients, I try to help them understand that there are three structures that are sitting inside of the pelvis that can basically go down into the either the vaginal opening or into the rectum. And those structures are um, the uterus, the bladder, and the rectum. So a, a bladder prolapse looks like the bladder's structure Um, which kind of looks like a fleshy when it comes down towards the opening. But anyway, the the bladder can gravitate towards the vaginal opening or the uterus can gravitate towards the vaginal opening or the rectum can start protruding out of the anus. So these are the kind of things that happen when tension sometimes pulls in areas where it shouldn't, or we create more pressure in our systems by how we're breathing improperly when we're carrying or lifting a load. I often will see this in uh, women who like heavy workouts or lifting heavy after uh, having a baby. And sometimes it's even in women who like to run regularly. So it's putting that pressure to the system or adding pressure to a system that is not properly healed or is operating from a state of dysfunction that just creates problems. And so women who have prolapse will describe feeling like a heaviness in the vagina or feeling like something is falling out of the vagina. And sometimes uh, when, when prolapse gets to be severe enough, you will see that the structures are just sitting right outside or right at the vaginal opening. It's pretty serious. Yes. Um, So pelvic floor therapy uh, can help any pregnant woman. Yes. Um, what about a woman who had a C-section? Absolutely. Does she, she need pelvic floor therapy? Tell yes. the audience a little about why. So I feel like this is a common misconception. Women think that, oh, you know, 
I didn't have a baby come through the birthing canal. So there's no way I'm going to have pelvic floor dysfunction. But every woman who carries a baby to full term has felt the pressure or experienced uh, diastasis recti because the muscles separate naturally towards the end of pregnancy to get the body ready um, and has carried the weight of a baby against the pelvic floor muscles. So even though the baby hadn't come through the virgin, the, the vaginal canal to create stress and pressure that way, the core muscles have been impacted because the baby is sitting in the core muscles and they've also experienced surgical repair, right? So the, the muscles of the stomach kind of get cut towards the bottom for the baby to exit, which means now that you also have a weak abdominal muscle structure. So a lot of times women's, like I said, think that just because the baby didn't come through the vagina, that they are exempt from the, from the issues. But if you've carried the baby, then that creates pressure in your system. And if you've had the muscles impacted, then they also need work to go back to their full function. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, what are some other sort of diagnoses that women might have and uh, they don't get referred to pelvic floor therapy, but they could really benefit? This is a great question. Um, one of one most common one is umbilical hernias. The reason why I say umbilical hernias is because Hernias in the umbilicus come from weak points in the abdominal tissue. So even when they go for surgical repair, the chances of multiple surgeries for umbilical hernias is high because the muscles are still weak. So this is one where if you have an umbilical hernia, whether or not it goes for surgical repair, pelvic floor and women's physical therapy is beneficial to help address the weakened abdominal muscles, especially from a deep core perspective and to teach pressure management. Another one is hysterectomy. It's, it's becoming super common for women to get a hysterectomy after they've had their last child or they've had super heavy periods or they have a history of fibroids and there's very little follow-up or care with pelvic floor PT, but you're removing structures from the pelvis. And so you're creating space in the pelvis, which means the structures are going to move and they have a much higher chance of prolapse or prolapse type symptoms which are very easily addressed with pelvic floor therapy. But if they don't get that referral, then they can't get that help. Um, endometriosis. A lot of times these patients are <laughs> incorrectly diagnosed or bounced around from doctor to doctor for many years before they find us. In fact, the average patient dealing with pelvic floor problems, it takes them about five years to get to us or to even wow. tell them. Mm -hmm. wow. And so endometriosis is one of those chronic pain or pelvic pain type conditions, and they can greatly benefit from pelvic floor therapy for uh, like myofascial or this, this is like basically stretching the muscles of the vagina from the inside out to help alleviate or minimize a lot of those symptoms. And then chronic UTIs is another one, because this is a sign sometimes that the bladder is in an improper position or getting kinked or not fully emptying. And that is something that pelvic floor physical therapy can treat very easily. But again, usually when someone has chronic UTIs, it's either um, giving the medicine, which eventually becomes more and more resistant over time. Yes. Instead of addressing the muscular problem of what's happening for the bladder to be sitting in a position where it's not being fully emptied. 
what if I've uh, never seen a, a pelvic floor therapist and I'm more than 10 years postpartum? Can I still get help? Absolutely. So I love this question because I think it's really important for women to understand that even though the muscles of the body change, muscle and our bodies are extremely adaptive, meaning with any level of exercise, if you start from ground zero, muscle function can change. So I've treated women who are 15 and 20 years postpartum with C-section scars as thick as, I mean, you, would, you wouldn't believe. But after weeks of therapy, their scars start feeling like skin. And so skin is extremely, connective tissue is extremely adaptive to manual touch and exercise. So yes, whether it's been one year, 10 years, you can absolutely get help. Very good. That sounds so hopeful. Well, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about um, your practice in terms of um, uh, your cash pay. You don't work through insurance yes. uh, do, and do we need a referral. You've kind of referred to that already, but tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what it would be like. We want to contact you. We want to get some help. Mm -hmm. uh, Tell us how that would, um, how you would walk us through that. Okay. So um, first of all, let me just say that I get a lot, I get this question a lot about why don't you take insurance? And my, my simple answer is I like to work for my patient and not the insurance company. If I work for your insurance yes. company <laughs> and I don't work for you, yes. then your insurance company gets to make the rules about how you get to progress through care. Versus if I work for you, then you and I make a plan together and you get to be a decision maker in the process of your own health care. <laughs> oh, could we just put that out there in a big banner? <laughs> yes. There's and, a lot of people for, that need to see that. Yes. It's hard for patients to understand this if you're only used to the traditional model of health care. But many of us have gone through the system and realized that it's more sick care than it truly is health care, meaning it's not set up to help you if you want to be proactive. It's not set up to help you. Uh, again, we've got a long way to go before insurance starts to regularly cover postpartum care, the way it's designed to, to function to help women get back to life. And so that is, you know, the first thing that I tell patients. And then secondly, if you want to book an appointment with me, you would go to my website, and you would fill out the initial paperwork on womensdpt.com. There's a link that you would click that says my first appointment. And I get a lot of questions also about, well, how much does it cost? It really depends on where you live. So if you're in my service area, it's going to save you money. But if you're not, then it's probably going to cost you a little bit more because it's the travel time and the equipment and lugging all this stuff to your home. But the idea is... I eliminate a lot of obstacles for patients. So if you're a mom that has little children at home, you don't have to find the babysitter for them. I work around babies all the time. We set up in the privacy of your home. We're going to make um, a space for you to feel comfortable. Uh, and that's my, that's always my goal is, is my patient is comfortable, feels involved in the care and gets to be a decision maker every step of the way. So you get to have that care in your home. You get to decide what the next visits are going to look like. And you get a written summary with exercise videos after every visit that we have where you get a full understanding of, okay, this is what we talked about and this is what we're working towards. And this is what we're doing next. Very good. Uh, what if I'm not comfortable with internal assessments? 
that's okay. Um, I get a lot of patients. I won't say, you know, it, it, it really depends. So everybody's got a different story, right? Some of us have trauma in our backgrounds and I have worked with many patients who, because of the trauma of their past, just aren't comfortable. And so if you're not comfortable, then we have many other ways that I can check your muscles without you taking your clothes off. And for some patients, it's just going to take time. So I I can tell you recently about one that, you know, she told me that going into it. I have this trauma and I'm not, I'm just not comfortable. I'm afraid. And I said, it's okay. We will work on these other things. We will work on these other things. And it took her four visits. But by the end of that, or by the beginning of the fourth visit, she said, she came in, I'm ready today. Uh, And I'm, I can, I can do it and I can handle it. And when it was over, she said, I survived. It wasn't bad. I'm okay. I can do it again. And so it's, I will meet you wherever you are, because I understand that we all are carrying something, right? Whether it's the trauma of your past or the stress of today, we're all carrying something. And whatever it is that you're carrying, I will make room for your emotions and I will make room for your growth physically. So it's it's, it's holistic care in that way that it's, it's not, if I, I could teach you the exercises all day long, but if I don't care for my patient's emotional and well-being, then I'm a waste. It's a waste of time. We are so lucky to have you. <laughs> what a gift you are to the world and especially to our community. Thank you. Uh, Kayla, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, well, I was going to chime in. I was just going to say she's very authentic and real in what she's saying, <laughs> because I, I can testify to that. I mean, I remember being in her office and our time was cut so short because, you know, sometimes you're late or the next appointment's coming. So you've got to hurry out the door. And so I remember going through COVID and walking through that with her. Mm-hmm. And we were just wondering, is the office ever going to open back up? Mm-hmm. I want to see you. <laughs> and then she had a passion and a dream to seek out what she's doing now and doing this on her own. And um, I'm just so thankful that I can still be a part. And she, she helps me through the mm-hmm. process of the emotion side um, as well as functioning. Um, and sometimes if we got through one exercise, that was all we got through. And then there's other times I would come in and it's like, we nailed it. We got seven to 10 exercises. She took videos and pictures and I'm on my way and I'm rocking this. Um, and I think she's like a midwife. I, I think you guys are really special and unique in the fact that you're really available. Um, and I know I can text Valerie anytime especially being far away and being like, is this normal? Do I need to get in my car and come see you? Or do I just need to go back to my basic exercises? And so I think having a a provider, um, especially in an intimate area that you can really trust and value is so valuable because I'm going to be a woman for the rest of my life. And When she told me she was starting to research menopause, I was like, yes, like (laughs) she's, I'm going to be able to walk through life with her as a friend, but also as someone who values our internal health. And that just means a lot. Um, I think they're hard to come by and 
still like my midwife. I, I love Valerie and I would highly encourage anybody to seek out her medical advice. The word uh, that comes up for me is that she cares, Mm -hmm. you know, and we don't, we just don't see that in the way that I wish we did, you know, she cares about her clients. She cares about the world. She cares about, about making a difference. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a few minutes left. Uh, so, um, Valerie, what, what are some other things that you might like our audience to know about? Hmm. You know, one thing I was thinking is, uh, I've, I'm just thinking through things patients have told me about what's kind of impacted or held up their progress over the years. And one of the craziest things I feel like a patient has told me is, look, after you've had a baby, right, you you are going for your annual checkups every year. And then once you hit menopause, you you stop seeing the doctor. And I didn't know that that was a truth. And so she said, after I hit menopause, I didn't have an OB or, you know, anyone whose care I was under anymore. And then I started having issues with my pelvic floor. And so there was nobody who I could call to understand what is happening. What is this? Why is this changing? Because that care just gets lost. And so this is, this is another reason why I think it's just so important for women to understand what pelvic floor therapy is and how it can help you is because like I said, it's for every stage of life and it's still so widely unknown. And I'm doing the work the way that I'm doing it because I really want to change that narrative and really help women everywhere understand, you know, like, so that when it's said, Hey, I'm going to call, call my pelvic floor therapist. People aren't, oh, you're calling your what, what is that? <laughs> right. They know what it is. Right. And so we haven't really arrived there as a, as a society yet, but my hope and my goal is that by contributing to the Houston area community and the ways that I'm doing now just kind of moves the needle more in that direction towards this work. Yes, indeed. Uh, I was thinking uh, classes, we need classes. And then I'm thinking that you're kind of doing that on the YouTube. That's right. Uh, So tell the audience again about how they could find you on the YouTube. Yeah. So on the YouTube channel, you can just type in on YouTube, Pelopy, P-E-L-A-P-Y, and that'll take you to the channel and you'll want to hit the subscribe and the notification bell, because that's the way it will give you the information each each week when there's a new video released, you'll get a notification that um, that you can watch that video. And also, if you're in the Houston area, the other way to find me is I'm often teaching classes. So this last week I taught um, a class at the Katie Birth Center on preparing the pelvic floor for birth. And in the month of March, I'll be teaching another pelvic floor birth prep class at the heart yeah. of Houston. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Uh, they they were on the air on the show not too long ago. All right. Wonderful. That's a great way to do this. Yes. yes. Well, what other closing words of advice might you have for our audience? Let's think. I think I would say no matter where you are, where what is happening or going on in your life. If you feel 
dissatisfied with how your body is operating, you don't have to live with it. You can get help. And the best help that you can get if it involves your pelvic floor muscles is a pelvic floor therapist. We are trained to listen to you, to work with you, to empower you, to lead you to whatever life that you want to live in the way that you want to live it. Whether that's if you're active and you want to get back into running, if you just want to be able to play with your kids without leaking on yourself, whatever your goals are for whatever stage of life you're in, we can help you and we're here for you. Very good. Very good. So tell the audience again, how they can reach you, your website. Yep. So my website once again is www.womansdpt.com. And on that website, you can find a link to my YouTube channel. But if you want to reach me or you have questions directly for me, you can email me at womans, W-O-M-A-N-S-D-P-T at gmail.com. Very good. Thank you, Dr. Valerie Akinwanda, for everything you do. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. We're very grateful to have you. If you want to contact us, and we're always pleased to hear from you, our email is wholemothershow at gmail.com. If you want to contact me personally, please feel free to email me at birthcare at aol.com. Become a member of KPFT today. Help keep KPFT and Whole Mother on the air. Uh, Your donation, your tip, your pledge, your contribution, uh, kpft.org. Thank you to our engineer and production coordinators, to EJ, to Edward, to Eric. Thank you for helping us keep this show possible. Uh, Thank you out there for listening to Whole Mother. I'm Pat Jones, and this is KPFT. Oh, why, oh, why can't I?
wake up with the clouds are far behind Me will travel melts like a lemon drops High above the chimney top that's where